If you're feeling overwhelmed by clutter, whether it be physical or mental clutter, I invite you to join me for my free five-day challenge called Re-Energize Your Home. We'll be meeting from June 3rd through June 9th for this amazing challenge where you will discover the power of shifting your mindset, the power of managing your energy, and having true support for your efforts. Let's help you reclaim control of your life and your space in just five days. All you need to do to join us in this free challenge is to go to maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com slash challenge. Again, that's maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com slash challenge. I can't wait to work with you and I'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Make Time for Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Lee, and this is episode 49. Are you wondering how to get fit and strong after pregnancy? Or are you curious how to flatten out those abs successfully, even if your pregnancy happened 10 years ago? My guest today is going to show you the way to become a strong mom. Daisy Bravo is founder of the Strong Moms Fitness Coaching Business and the host of the Strong Moms Fitness podcast. For the past 20 years, Daisy has dedicated her life to helping women reach their health and fitness goals. Daisy understands the frustration and fears that women experience during pregnancy and the concerns that they have after becoming a new mom. Daisy has helped many women prepare for birth safely, and she has used a corrective exercise to help rehabilitate and bring women back to sports post-pregnancy too. Her approach to health and fitness includes butt-kicking exercise, education, motivation, and body image work. What I loved and admired about Daisy's approach is that it is rooted in respect for the woman's body. It is clear she never puts aesthetics or how things might look on the outside over how things are going to work for the woman from a healthy living perspective. We all need guides in our lives with integrity and knowledge like Daisy has to share. Let's go listen to her great tips inside this episode now. Hi, I'm Dr. Christine Lee, and I'm a psychologist and a procrastination coach. I've helped thousands of people move past procrastination and overwhelm so they could begin working to their potential. In this podcast, you're going to learn powerful strategies for getting your mind, body, and energy to work together so that you can focus on what's really important and accomplish the goals you want to achieve. When you start living within your full power, you're going to see how being productive can be easy and how you can create success on demand. Welcome to the Make Time for Success podcast. Hello, my friends. It is Christine Lee, and today I have the wonderful Daisy Bravo here with me to educate you about a lot of things about physical health and habits and a lot of other things that she specializes in. I'm going to let her tell you what are her areas of specialty are, but she calls herself the strong mom's fitness coach. And I really felt that as women were oftentimes so concerned with issues of health and being at our best. And I wanted to bring in someone who really knew what they were doing in terms of guiding women to be their best selves physically. 
So welcome to the show, Daisy. Thanks for being here. Christine, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. So Daisy and I met in actually a podcasting class a while ago, and she has a beautiful podcast. Do you want to just start us off there and just tell people about the podcast so that they know how to listen yeah. for more of your tips? Sure. Yeah, for sure. And this kind of goes across the board with, you know, everywhere online. I host a podcast also, and it's called the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. And yeah, we talk about everything health, wellness, nutrition. Right now, I do specialize in pregnancy and postpartum. So a lot of the material is driven towards that. But a lot of that can be extrapolated to just about anyone in the, you know, that's interested in health and fitness. Okay, beautiful. So Daisy is a very dynamic speaker. I know that from the class we were in and a great teacher. Could you tell us how you got to be the Strong Moms Fitness Coach? What is your backstory? What, sure. what is your personal investment in this work too, please? Yeah, so it hasn't been a linear path. It's been a roller coaster ride. There's been some ups and downs and changes and evolutions in what I've done. But ultimately, the core has been the same. The The goal and my drive has been the same. And it's really just the overall drive to help others achieve you know, health and wellness through, you know, kind of my knowledge and my support. So I started out in about 2000 and I received my first personal training certification. And, you know, from there I was, you know, just like any, and I was in my early twenties. So just a young person thought I knew everything because I had this one certification and I worked with just about anyone. Like I worked about anyone that would work with me, I would work with them. And um, I did start out in a co-ed gym. So I did work out with men and women. And then I just didn't vibe with the men. So I did end up switching over to a female only gym. And you know, it was an interesting dynamic. I did work for one of these gyms that pushes sales. You know, everyone that walks into that gym, the goal for them was sell personal training. We don't care what their income is. And it just killed me to the core because we weren't actually truly helping people. And I knew that, you know, deep down, health and wellness is important. It was my life mission. I still didn't find where I was supposed to be. So I did have a, a big journey of, you know, who am I supposed to be with? Where am I supposed to be? What's a nurturing environment that I can work in? So that did take a lot of years. I worked in country clubs and I just worked exclusively with mainly retired seniors um, that wanted to improve their golf game. Uh, a lot of them were snowbirds because I was living in Florida at the time. So, and it kind of got interesting. I liked working with a group that actually valued health and fitness. So I did spend a lot of time um, with mainly, I would say they're probably about 55 plus crowd and, you know, worked on them to, um, you know, help. And, and they really wanted health as opposed to um, biceps. <laughs> so I, I really kind of like that. And so as I went through, I kind of, there's so many trajectories in my story. <laughs> um, but I wanted to kind of touch on how I, I got to work with pregnant and postpartum women. And it sort of started out actually selfishly um, because I was uh, someone that I was in a peak health and fitness. And my husband's like, all right, it's time to, you know, let's, let's start having some babies here. And I'm like, 
but does that mean I have to give up everything? Um, you know, do I have to change a lot of things? So there were so many questions. And so for because of my selfish re- reasons, I started to just and I'm kind of a researcher type of person. So I just joined every program, every course, I learned everything that I could to start facilitating my journey in health and fitness. And um, through that journey, long story short, I've had maybe about six or seven miscarriages. So I've actually never been able to have a baby. But I still have all this knowledge. I still have a passion for this information because a lot of it is a deeper way to help people. It's not so superficial. It's not, again, about biceps. Um, So I decided to specialize and start Strong Moms Fitness, which essentially is fitness coaching for pregnant and postpartum women who really have a love for health and fitness and want to continue through that full journey of motherhood. So Right now, I'm working with women who are in their 20s and some who are in, you know, kind of in their mid 40s and um, really helping them get back to that level of fitness that they want. That's beautiful. Thank you for describing some of the trajectories that you've been on. <laughs> I did. Uh, I'll give you the abridged version. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sure. Everybody does on a podcast, right? right? You know, you know the story. So, back a few minutes ago, you said health and wellness was your life's mission. I'm wondering how. Did you know that? What is it about the field that lights you up? Right. Yeah. I mean, I did. I think I was probably, I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm from Canada originally, so many kids can relate to this. But I, as soon as I could stand, my dad had me on hockey skates. So I have just been immersed in exercise, fitness, the whole gamut. And I remember watching my dad in the basement lifting weights. And it was just kind of something that was kind of natural to me. Secondly, many family members have died from things like um, cancer, heart disease, you know, things like diabetes, a lot of things that are within, at least to some extent, our control. You know, going through school, I was always interested in the health sciences, things like that. So it just kind of seemed like the natural progression as I went through school and focused on, you know, I didn't necessarily want to become like a gym teacher. And I didn't even necessarily want to become um, a personal trainer, someone that's yelling out reps. I wanted to be someone that is facilitating fitness in a way that can help us with, you know, long-term longevity. Okay. I have maybe a silly question that's cropping up. Yeah, in my yeah. Head, no silly that is, <laughs> you know, I work with procrastinators, people who might have some difficulty getting started. Do you have the experience of having lots of not so great habits with your fitness and your health. I'm just wondering that 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 came to mind. Yeah, you mean me personally? Yes, if you don't mind. Yeah, I think um, my procrastination, just from a personal standpoint, at least where I'm at right now, is, and I'm sure a lot of even parents have this problem, but just, or even people that work or have a few jobs, it's just fitting it in. The overwhelm of life, you have a to-do list that never ends. And sure, you want, especially I'm kind of a type A personality, and I want to do everything perfectly. So a lot of times you get into this rut of, well, if I can't do a full one hour workout, should I just not do it at all? Or, you know, but in my mind, I I should be doing maybe 10 minutes if that's all I have. So I find... I'm, I kind of get overwhelmed with life and then fitness tends to go, you know, with the busyness of life, it's easy to put it aside. But that's when I have to start doing some inner talk and talk myself out of it. 
Okay, good to know that you understand it from that angle as well. <laughs> the natural resistance that can come up and sure. the avoiding. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes like laziness also begets laziness. I noticed that too. You know, if I am on a vacation or something and I've been at a pool resort, it's so hard to get started again. Um, so I can certainly relate to that also. Okay. Okay, good. Good. Grateful for that. Could you tell us about the experience of working with women who are wanting to get pregnant, pregnant and post-pregnancy and what is most important for our listeners to understand about that experience from the health and wellness perspective and also the recovery process post-birth. Yeah. And I find there's a little bit of an evolution of that also. I find that maybe in the last five years, there's kind of been a change to women in in health and fitness. Previously, a lot of women just wanted to be skinny, starving themselves or the coffee and cigarette diet. Um, That's kind of some of the things I saw in, you know, late 80s, 90s, you know, that was kind of the thing. And I find that like in the 2000s coming into 2010, With CrossFit coming out and high intensity training and things and places like Orange Theory and some of these boutique fitness centers that have kind of branched off your uh, Gold's Gyms and things like that. I've noticed a lot of women now are actually focused on things like building muscle and seeing that muscle is flattering. Maybe it's just the newest trend. But looking at things like social media, we see pictures of women with a pregnancy belly, and maybe there's no fat on them. Maybe they're lifting weights. And my thing is, of course, a middle ground. Um, A a lot of this pre-pregnancy stuff is not necessarily based upon health. It's usually based upon aesthetics. Can I look good in a pair of jeans um, or, you know, a dress, a bikini, what have you? And we're not really thinking about what is starvation diet doing for us? What is the cigarettes and the, you know, the stimulants and all of these pills? What is it really doing for our body? And I think as soon as someone is, you know, trying to get pregnant, pregnant or beyond, I find that we need to realize that we need to switch our thinking. And it's not about being skinny. It's not about having someone's body that maybe you've seen in a magazine. So there needs to be some mental transition and mental growth that comes with fitness, you know, in motherhood. We really have to start prioritizing inner health as opposed to more so our external health. So a lot of the work that I do with women is making them realize that um, just because your doctor has cleared you for XYZ, even during pregnancy or after, it might not be the right thing for you at the moment. It might cause more injury. It might do more damage. Maybe just going for a walk, a brisk walk, um, you know, maybe doing a 10 minute workout as opposed to a 30 minute workout. Um, so there's a lot of evolution that and, and learning to accept the, the female figure as it's transitioning through that journey. Hopefully I answered the question. I, <laughs> I might've gotten a little distracted there. No, absolutely. <laughs> I think the, we see it probably all the time on social media that demand that, or the expectation that women can snap their bodies back after pregnancy. And it just seems like a 
experience of magic or unreasonable expectations or both. So I'm grateful to you for your thoughtfulness about helping women to be kind to themselves, to be careful about the strategies that they're using with their body during and after pregnancy. It sounds so good. What have you learned from your clients in terms of their experience and what might be difficult for them working in this way? For sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes to they don't know what they don't know. Um, So it's kind of uncharted territory. And it's the almost how come nobody ever told me this? Because I do find that as we have more education and more data and more information, um, a lot of times things are the information that the general public has is like, five years behind what some of the experts have. So, and and I even noticed this with, with doctors also is a lot of just a standard OBGYN is they're really thinking about let's have this baby safely. And then once this baby has come out, then great. Mom just needs to rest for a little while and they're fine. But there's a lot of things a little bit deeper <laughs> that, um, you know, some doctors Maybe they're just not trained on. Uh, maybe they just don't focus on. Maybe they, they're they not in touch with maybe the current goals of their patient. Maybe they don't really know that their patient wants to be a marathon runner, you know, in a year. And they don't understand sometimes things like um, issues with the core and things with the pelvic floor that have just been so stressed for those nine months that just like a knee injury, you know, if someone goes in and they have surgery on their knee, it's very rare that someone's going to be up and running and train for a marathon after four weeks or six weeks. There is some rehab involved. So I think a lot of women, especially women that I see sometimes in Facebook groups or even in my groups um, that say, all right, uh, when can I start, um, you know, doing sprints again? And it's really an undefined timeline, unfortunately, because we need to go back to basics. And I think a lot of women don't know what they don't know. And they just assume, all right, doctor says, okay, I have clearance, and I can just jump back into, uh, you know, whatever I used to do um, pre-pregnancy. I really like the phrase undefined timeline and how <laughs> that that is just key for that period of a woman's life i think in terms of yeah. allowing time and the events of the pregnancy and the childbirth and the family creation to shape the experience and that hanging on to every bit of control can be stressful thinking that you need everything just so can be the danger, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and the stress-inducing factor. Okay, just listening to you and your wisdom about how to work with these issues makes me think, again, because I think this pretty much every day, the usefulness of hiring a coach for the issues and the matters and the goals that are important to you. And of course, I'm speaking to our listeners right now. If you have something that is important to you, that is a goal that other people might not understand. Oftentimes, connecting with a great coach who's been there, who can save you the time, who can give you the best information out there, can be 
the best investment that you can make in yourself. So thanks, Daisy, for being one of those excellent coaches. Yeah, no problem. Could we shift now towards the strong mom's idea in terms of what is your system? What is your philosophy about gaining strength, being strong as a mother, and the benefits of that and things like that? Yeah, sure. So the, you know, strong moms fitness is more than just, again, like I said, more than just biceps. It is really more of a a state of mind. It's more of a philosophy. It's more of a an inspirational term or something that we can strive for. So it can be mentally strong, uh, you know, as well as physically strong. So there's, it's a little bit of a combination of both. Um, A lot of my women, they're not size twos. They're all shapes and sizes and they're in all different phases. So um, just because it's called strong moms doesn't mean it's a bunch of ripped moms, you know, you know, standing around drinking protein shakes all day long. It's really finding your inner strength. Is it your, it's your strength to show up better every day. It's your uh, strength to, you know, make a commitment to your health and fitness. Sure, there is a physical component that comes with it, but we all have to understand that, you know, as we progress, as we do this fun thing called aging, it's going to look different and it's going to change and evolve. And you might have to, you you know, you might have a difficult time where maybe you have an injury or maybe you're going through some personal, um, you know, drama or stress, and it needs to look a little different. Maybe it just needs to be more therapeutic for you. So Strong Moms is really just a big branch of our our inner strength as women. Okay. I'm curious about how your community functions. How do you meet with them? Sure. And how do they communicate with each other and with you? Yeah, absolutely. So of course, I do have my paid community and I do have um, just my free community that hangs out online. Uh, So my free community, we typically hang out in a Facebook group. And uh, it's really just a free group where women can vent. (laughs) And we talk about not only just fitness, but we talk about things in our personal lives or things that are getting in the way. So it's really just a supportive community of women that are just, you know, chit chatting and supporting each other and helping us to stay strong and through whatever times that we're going through. I know the last two years, or I guess we're coming on two years now have just we've have shift kind of how we talk to each other in the group and what we talk about. Um, So mainly it's just people trying to sometimes um, get out of bed in the morning, sometimes for, for some of these women or um, you know, this, some of the additional struggles, but I digress. Um, You know, in, in my paid community for the most part, we do stay on because I guide the group a little bit more. So we do stay on point a little bit more with questions related to the workouts that they are given. Um, Maybe they're having some pain or some discomfort, or maybe something doesn't feel good or feel right. So, you know, there's more fitness and health coaching that goes on in my paid group. There's a little bit of support in there, of course, um, since you're dealing with, uh, I'm usually dealing with a bunch of moms. So everyone's, or, or pregnant women who are going through some weird things that they've never experienced before. Um, so we typically stay on point. Hopefully that answers that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That sounds like two vibrant groups of <laughs> yeah, and people they're kind to of, work with. And I do have, of course, a lot of paid people that are also in the, uh, the free community too. So it, it keeps the group alive. <laughs> Okay, beautiful. Could we talk about 
the issue that is often paired with exercise, which is motivation and that emotional stuff that some people have difficulty accessing or getting together at the right moment or finding the time for. Could you talk to us about strategies for maybe not relying on motivation so much and what you do with people to guide them towards greater fitness? Sure. Yeah. So the secret to fitness and the secret to anything is really not relying on our motivation. Because if we were to rely on motivation, nothing would happen and nothing would get done. Really, I find that the only thing that brings about motivation, and you know, unless you're born with some gene <laughs> that you're uh, you, you're always on the go, you're always motivated, you're just that type of person. But for I would say ninety eight percent of us, typically, the only thing that brings about motivation is actually action. Something needs to happen in order to be motivated. You don't wake for the most part. We don't wake up motivated. Some people, um, you know. Maybe they need to, like, let's say, for example, you put on a song that you really like that gets you to dance and you put on that song, you dance around and all of a sudden you have this feeling of motivation and you're like, all right, today I'm going to take on the world because Aretha Franklin told me that I can do it. I'm going to take on the world. Well, what happens after that song is done? You go to the bathroom, you brush your hair. Well, where's that motivation? <laughs> Sometimes we've already lost it. So how do we keep that? How do we sustain that? And it's really just constant action and habits and having some goals. Those are usually the top three three things that I kind of coach my, you know, my customers and my clients about is again, it's action. So you do need to take action every day in some way. It doesn't have to be big. It's just something that gets you closer and closer to where you want to be. And then as you see that action, uh, it you know, of course, it does take a while. But as you start to see these little changes, little improvements, that's going to give you some motivation to do more, do better. Uh, and then, of course, I did touch upon habits. And of course, our body lives with habit. So if our habit is to brush our teeth every morning, chances are we're not going to forget about it. We're not going to put it on the side. It is a routine. It's part of who we are. It's deep inside us. So I typically, um, you know, it does take a while to build a habit, especially if it's something you've never done before. If you are uh, 50 and you have never worked out before, it's going to take you a while to build this habit. But if you're finding an activity you love, so maybe you love to um, take a hike in the park, that is going to allow you to build the habit because it's something that you love. And shortly there, maybe a month, maybe two months, you're going to find that naturally your body loves this feeling of exercise. And that habit has now become your full lifestyle, just like brushing your teeth every single morning. And of course, it's nice to set some goals and set some short-term goals for you. And it could be something as simple as, I want to bring my blood pressure down five points. That's my goal. That's it. 
Um, it doesn't have to be fitting into, you know, a certain outfit or looking a certain way, just having a little something that you're working towards. And then you just constantly bring that bar up higher. So, and that typically, once you have all those pieces in, you know, you're, you're moving, you, you know, you have some goals, you're building habits, you know, then you're just naturally more motivated. And that's the type of person that you become that type of person that works out every day. It's just who you are deep down. Yes. And I'm split between which question to ask you, but I'm going to ask the personal one because I started on a rowing machine two days ago. So I've done the rowing twice. And the first day I thought to myself, this isn't so bad. I thought it was going to hurt. I thought it was going to be difficult, but it's actually quite smooth and you get through 15 minutes quickly. Now the second day was today and I just thought, oh, maybe I'm already bored with this. (laughs) I don't really know if this is my thing. But then fortunately, I have the opportunity of asking you, how do I make the decision of what to do moving forward? I'm curious about what my body would look like and feel like, should I continue this? But I also don't have any way of picturing that that makes sense to me. You know, it just feels like, oh, I'm pulling this thing every day. What's what's happening? You know, so for sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, rowing is an amazing full body workout. And I recommend it to anyone who can put up with it. Okay. I actually used to be a competitive rower. And when we were not on the water, they put us on that stinking machine. And they made us sit there. And we had to pull at a certain level for a long period of time. I hate the rowing. <laughs> but you put me out on the lake, I'll be there for three hours. So I think, and it's all individual. Yes, if you keep up with it, and even if you do it 15 minutes every day for the next three months, you are going to see amazing results. But are you going to keep up with it every day for 15 minutes? Do you hate it? Are you tortured by it? Are you bored by it? That is all going to set the stage for what happens to you. It is an amazing workout. I don't, I don't deny it. But a workout is only as good as the effort that you put into it or the time that you put into it. So if you, you know, you could certainly mix it up a little bit, maybe only row three times a week and then maybe go for, a, you know, a walk or, or use the rowing machine as when the weather is bad. That's, you know, that's what you do. You don't, um, you don't have to stick with it seven days a week, five days a week or, or what have you. Um, but again, the thing when it does come to fitness, you have to, you have to love what you're doing. Otherwise, you're not going to keep doing it. Something else is going to get in the way. You're going to say, oh, I can't row today. I got to call a girlfriend that I haven't spoke to. <laughs> you know, you'll make every excuse. Oh, I've got to, you know, clean the toilets right now. It's, it's really important. So, <laughs> so if you don't love it, you won't do it. You'll, yeah. you know, it's almost like, it's like, um, you know, people that go on, you know, a certain diet where they cut out certain foods, eventually you're going to crack in your, you know, if you try to cut out wine a hundred percent, you know, you will find that that's what your, you know, your body wants to, you know, craves it. So you really, you really have to find something that you love. And I think that's kind of the bottom line is what I help women do is find something that they love. It doesn't have to be a rowing machine. It doesn't have to be uh, 
you know, weights, it can be something totally different. Absolutely. If you like to dance, there are so many great, uh, you don't even have to leave. You can go to an online, you know, dance or something. So find your passion and stick with it because you'll, um, it'll be better for you in the long run. I love it. I love knowing that you're a rower and that you hated the rowing machine. Uh, I love that part of the story. And what I haven't done yet with the rowing machine is pair it with something that I do like, which is listening to podcasts or books and things like that. So the the, the jury's not decided yet. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of people that, you know, you put it in front of the TV or book on tape. The only thing I do say when it comes to things like this, and um, you, you know, you've always, you know, you've gone to some of these big box gyms and you see the women that used to park themselves on the treadmill or the elliptical, the bike or whatever. And then they zone them. They take them, they take their mind away from the activity by either one people watching, which is really fun at the gym uh, Two, they, you know, they put their earbuds in and they're uh, the T, you know, they're watching the TVs or whatever, but there does need to be some mind body connection with exercise in order to start getting results. I don't like when people zone out completely. Um, I, I want you, I want you to be present for the activity. You're going to get, you know, more of a body workout. You're going to notice that you work a little bit harder. So, you know, if you're able, I'm not sure what machine you have, but whatever gauge it has, try to maintain a certain stroke rate for a certain period of time. So you're not completely shut off. You can, of course, you can listen to podcasts at the same time, but I don't want you to be totally disconnected or anyone to be totally disconnected from their workouts. Super important, especially with cardio. It's so easy to disconnect when you're doing cardio. Excellent tip. Thank you for that. Thanks. That's for everybody on, on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That in, for you. that's everyone. Yeah. In general, <laughs> let's be, have our minds and bodies be uh, yeah. connected to each other and aware mm-hmm. of each other. Yes, absolutely. Okay. You mentioned that you have an ebook. I would love for you to describe the content and how our listeners can get a piece of that ebook. Yeah, so my newest ebook, it was, uh, and I, it's funny, because I've never been a writer. (laughs) And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just start writing today. What a great idea. But I just have so much information. And I find there's just such a lack of information for just the general public. So I wanted to share everything in a consumable way. And the program is called Flat Abs After Baby. And it is really designed and you don't doesn't have to be a new mom. But it's for anyone that finds that uh, one, they have abdominal separation. And I show you how to figure out if you've got that. Um, and also, or if you just have that excess skin around your stomach and you don't know how to get rid of it and it's just there. Um, and it's, it usually this is more so for, you know, I do have some, some women that have bought my program that they had a baby 10 years ago, but they're still struggling with their abdominals. So it's not necessarily a hundred percent for new moms, but that is, kind of how it started out. (laughs) And then I'm like realizing that, oh, wow, other women still have this problem too. They just haven't taken care of it. So yes, so Flat Abs After Baby is an ebook slash 12-week abdominal restrengthening, rebuilding. Um, A lot of the exercises are physical therapy-based exercises to help work the deep underlying core muscles that sort of work like a corset to aesthetically flatten out the abs. Um, Of course, that is, you know, kind of flat abs is sort of the exterior result. The interior result is 
you've got a stronger core, a stronger pelvic floor. Um, a lot of people have noticed some reduced back pain from doing things like this because you are strengthening your foundations. Um, so yeah, I start with education at the beginning. There's a section all about assessments. So you can, um, you know, testing the strength of your abdominals, of your core, um, some, a few before and after pictures as, you know, as with any fitness program. And then, uh, and then I have a workout plan that, um, Last women, depending on how focused you are, but can, you know, it takes about 12 to 16 weeks, depending on the person to go through the program. So a lot kind of packed into one ebook. And um, it's my new little baby. But um, right now I've got, um, right now I'm just selling it exclusively online at flatabsafterbaby.com. And uh, you can also pick it up on Amazon too. So I've just recently got approved by Amazon. It's just a kin- it's a Kindle version. Uh, it's it's not a hard copy. So I'm excited about that. Congratulations, author! That's great. That's yeah, terrific. yeah. New thing to my you know new little title behind my name. <laughs> Wonderful. I think you also had a freebie for our listeners. If they go to your website, could you mention the website name and the freebie? Yeah. So my website, uh, like I said, and everywhere on social media, it is strong moms, moms, plural, fitness.com, strong moms, fitness.com right there on as soon as you load up the web page um, has a link to my freebie offer, which is the top five exercises um, that I teach in this in my program flat abs after baby. So you can even get started with the program even before buying the book. Try it out. See if it's something that you like or is helpful. If you don't like it, then you know certainly move on. But if if you want to take it to the next level, then certainly um, my ebook. And I do have a bunch of um, free things on my website for pregnant women as well. So not just for postpartum women. And anything can be done by anyone. <laughs> uh, you know, it yes, it is marketed towards pregnant postpartum women, but these are all. Um, most of them are just rehab corrective exercises that anyone can do help with things like back pain and core strength. We all need that. Beautiful. Thanks for your generosity as a teacher and a coach and as a guest on my show today. Could you end the show with a thought about how our guests can make time for fitness? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so here is my cheat to make time for fitness for someone that doesn't have time or is just busy. You know, maybe you've got a million things going, you know, going on. This is my secret and I use this with my mom, especially my new mom, especially the ones that have toddlers and then an infant is breaking up your workouts. Okay. So, and I used to do this too. So when I, this is back when I was in my twenties, I wanted to do 10 pull-ups. That was my goal, 10 pull-ups in a row. Well, how did I do that? I didn't just go and do 10 pull-ups. I walked by my pull-up bar and I did two pull-ups. And then four hours later, I walked by my pull-up bar again, and I did another two or three pull-ups. So you can kind of do something similar. So break it up. Let's, you know, at uh, you, maybe you can set an alarm. I don't know. It's totally up to you. You wake up, maybe do 10 squats, go about your business. Maybe you find yourself in the kitchen and you're waiting for, you know, your food to, you know, heat up or something. Drop and do some, you know, push-ups. I just, whenever you have a free moment to yourself, 
do something. Don't just stand there. Don't just look at your phone, which we all do. Now, now the way that we kill time is we look at our phone. Instead of doing that, do something um, that will improve your fitness. So whether it's push-ups on a counter, um, you know, dips, you, you don't have to have any weights. <laughs> you can certainly grab, you know, a can of soup from, you know, if you are, you know, if you're in the kitchen. But my secret, again, is just to break up and just do something whenever you can. It doesn't have to be a set hour of your day. And I know a lot of people don't have time. I know a lot of people that say, oh, just get up and wake, wake up an extra half an hour early hour to get that workout in. A lot of times that's not sustainable for some people. Um, a lot of times they have evening routines where they they can't. So by finding little pockets of time throughout the day to throw in five minutes, two minutes, that is going to add up in the long run. That's my biggest secret for those busy folk out there trying to work out. Yep. So everybody, you've got the time. Let's figure out how to use it for your own benefit and for the benefit of those who love you. So thank you, Daisy, for being on the show. You're a delight and such a master of this topic. So thank you so much for sharing all that you know. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you, Christine. Thank you for the honor of coming on your show and chatting with your audience. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make Time for Success podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, you can subscribe to make sure you get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com for past episodes, show notes, and all the resources we mentioned on the show. Feel free to connect with me over on Instagram too. You can find me there under the name Procrastination Coach. Send me a DM and let me know what your thoughts are about the episodes you've been listening to. And let me know any topics that you might like me to talk about on the show. I'd love to hear all about how you're making time for success. Talk to you soon.